if I was the head of culture in a team environment, this is what I would do. In a world full of data and needing to know the metrics and the outcomes on certain things, I think we've gone a little bit overboard and put too much emphasis on data and key tractables and less focus and attention on the beautiful things in life and in cultures that can't be tracked, which we'll be speaking about in today's episode. Now, this isn't me neglecting the significance and the importance of data. Okay, You can't improve and you can't get the 1% out of things when you don't have data and things to measure up against and, and to track. But solving a confidence issue within doing more video and data work is not going to solve the confidence issue. It's a confidence issue. That's an emotional issue. Okay, And so what I think teams and cultures do is they try and find the needle in the haystack rather than just fucking changing the haystack. Okay, And so we try and find these little one percenters in doing more video and more data and we sweep the emotions under the rug and we sweep, there's an unspoken energetics and there's an unspoken feeling around a culture that's on back-to-back losses that can manifest itself into things like resentment to frustration towards one another, and then ultimately for players not to feel seen, heard, and accepted for who they are. At the end of the day, you're going to get the most out of your performance as an athlete if you feel fully seen, heard, and accepted. Why? Because if you feel like you can be your ultimate and authentic self as an athlete and a human, as a performer, What's then going to happen is your your performance is going to be the greatest expression of your talent, okay? Rather than if you feel limited, you feel restricted, you feel like the environment doesn't foster togetherness, doesn't foster making a mistake and learning from it, you will then reserve your talent and you will hold back, okay? That's just natural instincts in psychology, okay? So... Culture is shown in the effort, yet most focus on the effort, not the culture. That's a massive mindset shift. It's what people do is they try and embed resilience camps and more effort to build culture, okay, which does work to a degree, don't get me wrong, but focusing on culture is the thing that builds culture, okay? And then what happens is a lot of teams and a lot of organizations have a massive emphasis coming into new years or new seasons, and then... When the heat of the moment starts and the season's underway, what happens is they start to lean more away from those things that actually brought a sense of community, a sense of culture, a sense of sisterhood or brotherhood into the team or the organization. They start to neglect those things when they're in the heat of the moment in in the middle of the season because they think more video work or more data is going to be the thing that solves the issue. When we really step back and we take a look, If we were to address the cultural dynamics in the middle of the season after a few losses, and we were to connect on the emotional level as athletes and as an organization, what will happen is we will start to see the humanness within ourselves. There'll be more relatability. There'll be a sigh of relief, and we can all come back to being on the same page, and then we can add in the video work, and we can look into the improvements. This year, throughout the year, a company or a media company published a kicking percentage of an athlete over the last four years or something and how that kicking percentage has gone down. And it's no shit, okay? It's a confidence thing. If we deal with the confidence, okay, and we help them gain their confidence, they wouldn't have four years of decline in their kicking percentage. Instead, 
They might experience a bumpy road. We might not sweep it under the rug and then we deal with it and they get back to their normal potential self. Okay. So the key point to what I would do if I was in head of culture or I was in a team running culture, I would first and foremost design what we want to get out of the year, but then design the values. Okay. And what I mean by the values is what are the three, what are the sort of four to six principles and philosophies that we as a team agree by? Okay. That are going to guide us. Now, it's not just about doing the principles, values, and philosophies, okay, and then having them on the wall and going, yep, hoorah, we're done, everyone follow that. It's not like that at all. Where we cement it in is what we do is we align behaviors that resonate or so that, that align to the value. So what we do is we create the value. Underneath the value, we then create one to three behaviors that align to displaying that value. And then we also create behaviors that don't align to the, uh, to the value. So now what we've got is we've got the value there, okay? We've got behaviors that align to the value and then behaviors that don't align to the value. Now we have an accountability conversation and we can easily identify when athletes aren't buying into the value because we have behaviors that don't align to that value. And so what we have is we have examples. And then we can use those examples and having high quality, accountable conversations with people because we've got the values there. Now, once the values is done, what I would suggest is everyone signs off signs off on the values. Okay, when everyone signs off on the values, that means they've bought in and they've had some sort of agreement or contract buying. Okay, and then that's what we also use in accountable conversations to make sure that we're all living up to those values. Number two is I would set daily outcomes, okay, and focus on simplification. So rather than having the a thousand different information coming in between programs, nutrition, this and that, when we really think about the essence of the team, when you have your morning meetings or when you have your meetings, we sit down there and we get really clear on what are the two outcomes for the today. When outcomes, we're not thinking in macro, we're thinking in micro-specific measurable outcomes that can be tracked. We either know we achieved the outcome or we didn't achieve the outcome. What then that does is when we have some sort of metric to know whether we achieved it or not, is everyone starts to think more in high performance and a performance-based mindset because we have a goal that we're going after every day, okay? And then the lag measure will be like the results that you get in your performance will be a direct byproduct of how well you executed the outcomes that you set for training. And then number three is I would suggest that if I was a head of culture in a team to emotionally reflect and review each week before progressing on to the new week. So many people move into the new weeks and I know the seasons can come around fast and short turnarounds, but if we neglect the human side and the emotional side and we don't come back down to earth and we don't ground ourselves before going into a new week, we can carry peak emotion into the new week, which pulls us out of neutral, or we can take negative emotion into the new week or poor emotion into the new week, which also can mean that we're not optimized for our first training session. We're not getting the most out of the week because we haven't emotionally let go of our previous performance. And then that is carrying into our new week, okay, which is causing us to not have an effective training session or training sessions that next week. And this is where the momentum or the bad momentum that we don't want starts to build because weeks turn into months. And before we know it, everything just looks like a blur and we're three or four or five losses on the trot and we, yeah, and we're trying to understand why.
This is what I will do. The first three things, like I said, value design, okay? Align behaviors for the value and that aren't the value, okay? So now you've got accountable conversations you can have. Number two, set daily outcomes so you can focus on achieving measurable outcomes as a team, okay? And you're all fighting for the one or two thing every day, okay? That's nice and simple. And then number three is emotionally reflect and review each performance before moving into the new week of training. So there's not any unresolved resentment or frustration towards ourselves going into the new week. And we can have a clean slate going into each new week, which means we've got a better opportunity to have a, mar- a far more effective training session or training sessions that week. Bit of a longer podcast today, guys. Absolutely love the world of culture in teams. Hope you got a bit out of that.